we head into this weekend's Bathurst 1000, it is with a heavy heart because Bob Jane, motorsport icon, passed away at the age of 88. We look back at Bob's life and times this week on Inside Motorsport. Australian Motorsport inaugural Hall of Fame member Bob Jane died following a long battle with prostate cancer at the age 88. Jane, who was well known for his Bob Jane T-Mart tyre business, also had an experienced driver behind the wheel. He took four Australian Touring Car Championships and four endurance races starting at Phillip Island in 1961 and 62 and then when the race moved to Bathurst he won 63 with longtime associate Harry Firth and then in 64 with George Reynolds. Well Will Hagen has certainly covered the life and times of Bob Jane. Can you recall the first time you met uh, Bob at a, a racing <laughs> event? Oh gee um I was I would I was watching him long before I was working in the in the game because um, he started in about fifty nine sixty and I didn't start commentating till sixty five albeit that I was regularly going to meetings um, so I was catching up with him in a work sense by about the time of the uh, GT five hundred Cortinas and things like that I didn't go to either of the first of the first three Armstrongs at Phillip Island. But I went to the 62 Bathurst 6-hour. Um, so, you know, I've seen the motor racing over that period, but I didn't see Bob's first two enduro wins at Phillip Island. I saw the next one of his, 63 and 64 at Bathurst. Um, but look, Craig, I remember him, yes, as a driver. <laughs> he wasn't too good a driver back in those days. He was a guy who was prepared to be adventurous have a real go, and who had pretty good machinery generally, but um, also was prepared to make errors. I mean, I can remember being a spectator at Homestead Corner at Warwick Farm, and Bob had a 300S Maserati, for God's sake. Now, uh, did they make one handful or two handfuls of 300Ss? And they were phenomenally expensive and powerful and quick cars. Bob had one, spun at Homestead Corner and disappeared in the long grass. You could hardly see the car. And, you know, he had a lightweight Jaguar E-type. They built 12 of them. And he had one here in Australia. So he had great machinery. But over and above what he did... And his successes were pretty impressive. Four Australian Touring Car Championships, four wins of the, the Bathurst Enduro, Phillip Island Bathurst Enduro, and a lot of other race wins and an enormous number of races. But I think Bob and his input to Australian motor racing was enormous in terms that he had called a raceway that he got from uh, Gene Pascoe, uh, then built Thunderdome, and what a phenomenal impact a commitment that was to build that place, to build 20 cars, to try and get Oscar and NASCAR running in Australia. Then he got involved with Adelaide International Raceway. He ran four Australian Grand Prix before uh, we got the World Championship Grand Prix in 85. He ran four Formula Pacific races at Calder. And I think it was all of that input, that passion for the sport, is what I will remember Bob for over and above 
his significant wins when he was at the wheel. He certainly was a, a visionary, and many people have credited him to with those uh, Formula Pacific Australian Grand Prix as the reason why Bernie Eccleston turned his attention to the antipathies. Well, absolutely. And uh, apparently Bernie had said to Bob, and Bob, again, was enough of a visionary to, to talk to Bernie and say, you know, I want to run an Australian Grand Prix, World Championship Australian Grand Prix. And Bernie said, no, you can't. You can't do it at Calder Raceway. It's not long enough. The facilities aren't right and so on. But as you say, it was that sort of conversation that directed the attention down to this end of the world and ultimately to us getting a world championship Grand Prix. I mean, blow me down. And he was great friends with Stan Jones, father of Alan. And uh, he, through Stan, said to Alan, get yourself over here. Um, we're going to run a, a race for Formula Pacifics. And he got Nicky Lauder. He had six international drivers to race at Calder Raceway in a Formula Pacific race. Now, for God's sake, that is some achievement. It's enormous. What do you think uh, motorsport, motorsport's legacy for Bob Jane is? Well, I mean, he comes from the old brigade of uh, people like Keith Williams and, and Bob who got circuits going. And I mean, blowing down the Singer Car Club originally at, at Oran Park and taken over by Tony Perich and built and uh, with the aid of Alan Horsley and so on. But these were people, Craig, who committed their own knowledge, their passion and their own money to getting the thing going. Yes, they made money out of it and they had money that helped promote their businesses or their businesses helped them do their motorsport and, and, and live their passion, but they weren't primarily businessmen, they were primarily motorsport people. And that's a big difference with the way things are today. And that's why I think they did things so well, because they were part of it themselves, they understood it themselves, they knew what mechanics wanted, what drivers wanted, what the public wanted to see and how to promote it. And they did all of that and they built the base on which people then, the business people like Tony Cochran, came along and although they told us the thing was half-stuffed, really there was a phenomenal base there of competitors, knowledge, mechanical uh, expertise and public interest in motorsport that let people like Tony Cochran build um, supercars. But it was people like Bob Jane who gave them that base, who made the sport strong in so many areas, with racetracks, with cars, with categories and with drivers and to the public. He was a very strong-willed character too. I, I always <laughs> found him very friendly but uh, uh, and very personal when I had my dealings with him. But he took a position and it was very unlikely that position would change as uh, CAMS <laughs> and, and ANDRA, the Australian drag racing uh, uh, organising body, both found out in their times with him. Absolutely. And uh, in fact, I was talking to Alan Horsley just uh, yesterday about that. And he'd come into a meeting where uh, Bob was trying to override, really to take over from where CAMS were and to be the alternative to CAMS. And Horsley came into this meeting and when a motion had been put by Bob, it was very nearly about to be passed. And Horsley was late. 
because I forget what the reason was. And he said, hang on a moment, just hang on a moment. And as you, you imply, uh, if Bob had got control, then he'd have done it his way. And that might have been good, but it might not have been good. It probably wouldn't have been good. But as you say, he was a strong guy. Uh, my stepfather mixed with motor racing people before I really got involved. And he would told me of a of a, a situation where Bob's team was coming back, would have been a very small team, would have been a driver in the truck and a mechanic or two and Bob. And they were going back to Melbourne. They stopped in a country town somewhere down the highway. And uh, his crew was given a bit of bit of a rough time and some cheek by some local guys. And Jane said, uh, where are they? He went down on his own and sorted it out. And uh, we all remember the, the situation with Moffat at Warwick Farm, you know, <laughs> Moffat looking out of the car and a fairly burly sort of a character with his fists clenched saying, come on out and fight, you know, while Moffat wound the window up. <laughs> well, uh, Will, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you and uh, speak about uh, Bob Jane. He has certainly left a, a huge legacy of Australian well, motorsport. Well, he has, and I thank you, Craig, for, for talking to me about him because when I heard, I, I was genuinely sad, more so than I would have been for a lot of people because I think his input was enormous. I put him down as one of the most important people in terms of motorsport in Australia that we've ever had. I think he put in more, created more than most other people and, in fact, uh, more than many people combined and uh, so it, it's appropriate that he'd be well remembered. Thanks very much Will Hagen. My pleasure. Jane was an inaugural inductee to the Motorsport Hall of Fame in 2016. At that time Jane was particularly happy to see the unification of all branches of motorsport into the one entity and being recognised together. All the sports, they're all good like drag racing, motor racing, speedway racing, karting, they're all part of sport of the great motorsport and every one of them is an evolution in itself. John Shepherd was a long-time friend and employee of Bob Jane. We spoke to him about how he first got associated with Bob. Uh, probably in the late 60s. Um, I came back from Sydney where I had been and uh, talked to him about working for him as a... Um, well, I didn't. I, by that, about that time, I'd sort of had a bit of a belly full of motor racing, so I just wanted a job out of motor racing, and he employed me as a general service manager of his um, multiple dealerships that he had, like used car yards and new car dealer and all that sort of thing. So I spent some time doing that, and then as time went by, he uh, he asked me what was. <laughs> what was wrong with his racing division and I told him what I thought was wrong with his racing division and then he asked me to do the job which I accepted and had a great time with him actually he was fun to be with um, a lot of the time and very focused on what he was doing most of the time. What did you think when Bob says I'm going to build a super speedway in the middle uh, well in the outskirts of Melbourne? Well, it, it was one of his dreams, actually. Like having spent a lot of time um, in the States, and he was very friendly with a fellow called Stumpy Wheeler, who was, a, I don't know what his full position was, but he ran the uh, 
Charlotte Motor Speedway and, and Bob decided that would be a good thing to do in Australia and as it turned out it wasn't but that's that's another story. <laughs> you you were heavily involved in getting a lot of cars ready in, in what turned out to be a short space of time when you consider it. Yeah and, and really um, and that was one of the things I was sort of saying about Bob we figured out how much it cost to make the cars and how much we could sell them for and we would have sold the 20 cars that we built but Bob decided it wouldn't be a bad idea to make a bit of profit. <laughs> so he doubled the price that I figured they would sell for, and consequently we didn't sell a lot of them. We probably sold half a dozen, which is sad, but it was a, a grandiose scheme, um, but I'm not sure Australia was ready for it, and uh, I tried to organise to have another speedway in another city so that the people weren't just dealing with Bob Um and that scared some people. They wanted to have a... Didn't want Bob to be in complete control, I guess, but that's as much about them as about Bob. But generally speaking, it was interesting. A lot of people went there, a lot of people enjoyed it, but it just wasn't quite right, I'm afraid. Mm. It's interesting uh, when you consider the amount of ventures that he was involved with. He he seemed to uh, be obsessed on the next thing. Well, I, I was talking with someone within the last hour and I was saying about him and I said he was an ideas man. He would have hundreds of ideas in a day, maybe not a hundred, but lots and lots of ideas in a day. And some of them were good, some of them were bad and, and that was the thing. You needed men around him to say, well, that's not a good idea, Bob, and not do it or, uh, yes, it is a good idea and go ahead and do it. But he was a dynamo, there's no doubt about that. And as I said, could be a lovely man, could be a pain in the butt. <laughs> what? Do you... Well, John, thanks very much for your time and uh, we wish you all the very best. Thanks, Craig. Our thoughts extend to his family and many friends in and around the motorsport industry. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.